Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The FT. Welcome to this special edition of World Weekly, coming to you as a video and a podcast with me, Gideon Rachman. We devote today to a discussion of the state of the world economy. And with me in the studio are Lionel Barber, editor of the Financial Times, and Chris Giles, our economics editor. All three of us were in Davos last week for the World Economic Forum, and there, it has to be said, the mood was mildly upbeat. But just a few days later came the news that the US economy had actually shrunk towards the end of last year. So what's going on? Lionel, were people in in Davos just deluding themselves and, in fact, the real economy is not recovering? I think it was the sigh of relief, Davos. This time, the sense that the European Central Bank's intervention and promise of unlimited support to uh, intervene in the bond market with conditions has eliminated what they call tail risk. Now, having said that, if you look at more positive signs in America, yes, the last uh, GDP figures were disappointing, but there is a sense that the economy has turned, real estate prices improving, and then China continues to grow. I mean, somehow, magically, always 8%. Mm. Chris, uh, I got the sense that maybe by the end of Davos, I think you wrote this, people were thinking that actually they needed to, to dial back the optimism a little bit because there was such a sort of uh, early euphoria almost that, yeah, we've su- somehow survived 2012. It's over the four days. It started with, as Lionel said, people saying the tail risk had gone, the, the chance of a catastrophic breakup of the euro had de- diminished, they said. And then by the end, by the Friday night, it was sort of that this is eliminated and there was only upside for the world economy. And then on the Saturday, on the big global economy debate, there was a real consensus among sort of big world leaders in, in economics, so the head of the Mon- International Monetary Fund, head of the OECD, etc., that that had gone too far. There were still big risks out there. There's still a lot needed to be done, even if the imminent breakup of the euro has been taken off the table and the imminent default of the US has essentially been taken off the mm. table as well. And Lionel, I, I kind of had the sense that there's a change in mood about the US. It seemed to me it was related to a couple of things. One, the re-election of Obama and the certainty that brings, but also shale gas. I mean, people were really even more excited than they've been in the past, the sense that this could really be a game changer for the US economy, even if they've got these problems in Congress and so on. Is that something you picked up? Actually, I picked it up in uh, a trip to the United States in the week before the American presidential election. And I, I spoke to five top bankers on Wall Street, people who run these institutions. And one of them said, you know the difference between America and Europe? We've fixed our banking system and we fixed our energy problem. That is, we got shale gas. And you know, the other thing we got is Canada, big resource-rich country on the north, and Mexico, which is the big hot economy right now. Uh, And that's going to put us in great shape. And if we could just get the politicians to agree on a debt ceiling reduction plus a decent package on reducing the deficit medium term, we're we're sitting very pretty. Mm. Yes, I heard the Australian foreign minister saying, America's just one debt deal away from banishing all talk of American decline. But, Chris, do you think that actually is also overdone, that the the long-term debt problem is is still going to be very difficult to grapple with? 
clearly the US have got to sort out particularly their medical system. That's where the, the biggest element of their long-term debt problem is. The, in the short term, they can certainly kick the can down the road. I th- people are now expecting the February-March deadlines not to be the great crisis, and at least we'll, we'll move through this year. So I think that's where the positive mood comes from, at least in the short term. But there is, there is obviously something that needs to be done. The medium-term fiscal position in the U.S. is more difficult than it is in the Eurozone, for example. I mean, what about thinking of it, though, in terms of the business cycle, that simply, as, as you were saying, Lionel, they've worked through a lot of the problems in the housing system. There's a lot of cash sitting in companies waiting to be invested. Uh, I mean, even setting aside the structural issue of the debt, is that going to give us two or three good years? It certainly seems to be reflected in the stock market at the moment. Stock market's euphoric. I think the American consumer is in much better shape than say, two years ago, with house prices improving as well. That, that's also a gauge of positive sentiment. As Chris says, the, the big question about America is this medium-term problem of excessive spending on, on health care. If, if, if they could get that right, and also, by the way, if the re- Republicans and Democrats can come together, signs, by the way, the Republicans don't want to press the nuclear switch on, on the def- debt ceiling, mm. uh, then, then things could really be very positive, I think, in America. Okay, Chris, uh, just Asia. I mean, we, we talked a lot about the U.S. because there does seem to change in mood there. Asia, it's a slightly different thing, and particularly China. I think, again, people were fearing a, a blow-up, but that, that doesn't seem to have happened. The, the Chinese were in Davos. The deputy governor of the central bank was there saying, again, growth would be 8% after the dip to 7.5% in 2012. It seems that the economy can keep doing this, and there is there are signs that it's moving more towards domestic growth. It doesn't need China doesn't need the traditional Western economies to be growing very rapidly for its own growth, at least in the short term. And now we're seeing retail spending rising pretty rapidly in China. Then I think you can expect that economy to keep going uh, forward at like, this sort of rate. Um, whether you actually see it bringing the rest of Asia with it, whether Japan, for example, can actually get the sort of uh, growth spurt it absolutely desperately needs, I think is highly questionable. Okay. So, well, I, I suppose with the US the largest economy in the world, China the second largest economy in the world, and they're both in reasonable shape, you can understand why the mood was, was relatively positive. But let's turn now to Europe, which is what you started with, Lionel. I mean, I guess they've removed the... Th- the fear of a catastrophe, of a banking collapse, sovereign debt default. And yet, some of the economic statistics are still pretty grim. I mean, you look at youth unemployment in Greece, Spain, lack of growth. How do you, how do you strike the balance between all those two elements? If there was a positive sentiment in Davos, that was really because it was so dire mm. uh, a year ago, where the people were actively talking about, if not a complete breakup of the euro and a failure, certainly some countries like Greece exiting. So given that the catastrophic scenario has now receded, people are are now looking at the performance of the real economy. And here, the best sentiment or the best uh, information that I was picking up was countries like Spain are not going to really see any positive growth until maybe third, fourth quarter, and then very slim. Europe, Eurozone overall may well be in recession still uh, in the second half. So that means... Low growth, very high unemployment, possibility of social unrest in some of these countries with with high unemployment, Greece, Spain. We've seen bits of it, but it's been controlled. This is 
really the, uh, an extraordinary story of severe internal devaluation in these countries, severe adjustment, because, of course, unlike Britain, they can't devalue their exchange rate. And, Chris, I mean, a lot of people have been hoping that German growth uh, would somehow pull the rest of the Eurozone out of the mire. It has been the, the star by, by far of the European economy. And yet now, Germany, if anything, seems to be slowing, or in danger almost of slipping into recession. Germany clearly contracted in the fourth quarter. We haven't got the exact figures yet, but we know that from the annual growth rates. And, but I think the, the whole idea of where the Eurozone is going is that it did have a bad fourth quarter. It almost certainly is going to have a pretty bad first and second quarter. But given the very favourable moves in financial markets, in bond markets and stock markets. The hope is that these financial markets' optimism will move into the real economy, and it will take time, and as Lionel says, the hope is that the second half of the year will see growth across the Eurozone in Germany and in the peripheral countries. Now, if that happens, then the Eurozone can sort of look ahead to a more stable, more prosperous and more stable future if it doesn't, and there's still a big if at the moment that it will actually pull itself out of recession in the second half of the year, then I think this time next year we might be back where we were a year ago. Lionel? Two big, que- two big questions. One is, the Eurozone survives, but is the price just flat growth? I mean, you're looking at maybe 1, 1.5%, not just for next year, this year, next year, but for the three or four years. That's a heavy price to pay when it comes to uh, un- unemployment. Uh, Chris, can I press you a little bit? I mean, you said it's a big question uh, if the Eurozone revives. What's your feeling? I mean, if you had to put your, your money down, do you, th- do you think that, that we will see growth coming back? I think that's probably most likely because a lot of the reasons we've seen the contraction has been because the, of the fear of a breakup and the, and the financial dislocation that created last year. So given that has in some sense gone, we would hope to get back to some sort of growth. But you've got to get growth trickling down to the actual people on the ground. It's not just a European thing. This matters in America just as much where unemployment is still very, very high. Uh, that People have to see it to, to then feel confident to go out and spend and to get into a virtuous circle rather than a sort of very cagey period where nothing really happens. OK, well, thank you. Thank you very much, Chris, and thanks, Lionel. That's it for this week's bi-media edition of World Weekly. To watch the video version... And for more FT video, go to ft.com slash ftweekly. Until next week, goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor. What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.